Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. You are now tuned in to the PA Power Podcast, College Edition, featuring Mason Beckman and Tristan Warren. PA Power Wrestling. Power Wrestling. Pennsylvania is wrestling. Welcome in to the PA Power Podcast, College Edition. We are here at Winking Lizard in Cleveland, Mason. And man, it's uh, it's been one heck of a ride so far. Yeah, it's been a wild, uh, been a wild weekend. You know, Thursday you had LaValle, you had Kevin Jack, you had, um, I'm trying to think of who the third, you know, you had three very high seeds lose all on Thursday, and we're not even to the round of 12 yet. No, We're not even no. in the semis yet, and the things that have happened, the brackets that have been turned on their head, it's been a really fun weekend, and we're only halfway through the tournament, so I'm excited to see the way things continue to play. Now, what's your feeling like being on the other side now, being here covering the tournament as opposed to wrestling in it? Uh, is it kind of weird and surreal for you? Well, I have access to a lot fewer things. Yeah, sure. No, it, it's just different, to be honest. In a lot of ways, it doesn't even feel like the same event. Okay. As a competitor, you kind of walk in, and it's a cliche, but you treat it the same way that you do anything else. You go in, you lock in, and you do your thing. Now, as a fan last year and this year, as a member of the media... It's a really cool thing. It's a, it's a totally different perspective than what I had growing up because I see it from the other side. I understand the pr- production value. I understand all the effort and all the emotion that goes into it from fans that aren't necessarily parents or support staff members for these kids. So it's been pretty cool. Um, it's forced perspective that I otherwise never had. So. Sure. Well, let's get let's get going here at 125 pounds. And Pennsylvania looked pretty good in their two matches here that they had. Uh, Darian Cruz was able to survive a match with Ronnie Bresser. That was a tight one. Yeah, you know, Cruz and Bresser, you talk about probably the most athletic quarterfinal that we saw this morning. Those two are both, they both have what you call the freak gene. And they've got it in spades. And, and Darian, as he often does, just sort of very smart match. He, he's really good at that move where he gets his right arm raised. So, Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good move for him. It's and, a good move. You know, you do that five times this weekend, you're going to be in a good spot. Right. So so you look at, at where Cruz falls. So he has a 7-4 decision, a one nothing decision, a 2 nothing decision. Now he's going to have Nick Soriano from Rutgers. These two have history. They haven't met in a long time, I would say. Uh, where, where do you see this one going? This is a one versus a four seed. I think it's 
going to be a national title national title caliber match because Soriano and Darian they're both undefeated officially you know take the default for what it's worth at Big Tens but they're both real deal good and they're yeah. both guys that on any given day could beat anyone in America you know if size isn't a factor so it's going to be it's really going to be fun, fun one. one it's going to be fun right. I, I 100% agree it's going to be entertaining what I think is that Darian and obviously I'm, I'm a little bit biased I'm a lot of bit biased here you know he's a guy that is like a little brother to me but Darian athletically presents problems to people that you often don't see he he can do things he can move laterally that in a way that almost nobody else can and it's going to be fun to see the way it plays out. Seriano handled it really, really well, the duel last year. Um, I hope is healthy because if he's not, that sucks. Yeah, you, you never yeah. want a year taken away from him, especially him. I mean, he had already had a year taken away sure, from Sure, right. And then on the bottom side, I just have a really good feeling about Spencer. Really good feeling about Spencer. Yeah, I, I mean, how can you not after that, that quarterfinal match with uh, Piccanini? I mean, that was just incredible what he was able to do he beat him 10-5 in the duel earlier this year and he just came out firing on all cylinders but unlike the the duel meet he never faded he kept on going and do you remember that scramble where uh nick's in on his leg and he's on one leg and he somehow is able to scramble out of it end up getting a takedown it was, i mean the way he's wrestling I, he looks so much better than he did earlier this year i would say Right, and one of the things that's been really fun with Spencer is the fact that he's... Sometimes you forget with a kid that's a specialist Spencer when he's in high school that he's only 17, 18 years yeah, old. You right. forget that he still has so much room to grow, and you've seen that this year in the Iowa room. Obviously, he rehabs the knee, and he gets himself back to... you know. It, I mean, hey, Midlands, look, realistically, that was his first major competition sure. since probably Powerade of last year when he was healthy. Yeah, right, right, right. So he's been a guy that has continued to grow, and now it's his first weekend without the knee brace. So he's still getting healthier. Yeah. He's still getting healthier, and he's still growing. And trust me, as somebody that went through it, that those first few years in a college program, especially one like the Iowa program, my goodness, you make enormous strides. And Spencer, you're seeing that in spades. And the Piccinini match, like you said, you contrast the way the duel was into what we saw this morning. Nick Piccinini is very, very good. Yeah. And Spencer made him look like he didn't know how to tie his shoes. Right, right. I mean, it was just incredible what he did. and That's that's scary for uh, the guy sitting on the bottom half with him, Nathan Tomasello. And, and you know, he's he's a guy that Spencer, they've split matches to uh, this year. I think it's, it's going to be a little bit different this time around. I think you're going to see probably a, a few takedowns. Uh, I, I think you're going to see more offense. I, I just think you're going to see um, a little bit more of an offensive-minded match as opposed to the first couple of times they've met. Right. So one of the things that was interesting at Big Ten was Spencer pulled the trigger so much more than he did in the dual meet. Dual meet, right. And I think part of that is the fact that, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier, he's been in the Iowa room more, and I think he's just getting comfortable on that knee more. You know, obviously yeah. he's going to have to push off that knee. There's lateral movement involved. There are a lot of things that when you – tear up a knee the way that he did it takes a long time to really trust that you know it takes a long time to trust that joint again right so i think he's still i think right now is the first time he really fully believes in his body again right 
I, I, I can agree so with that. So him pulling the trigger, obviously if Thomas Hill is going to win that match, it's going to be purely a 2-1, a 4-3, with all the points being from takedowns on Thomas Hill's end. Right, right. If Spencer can go generate offense on his feet, which he's very, very good at doing, as we well know. We've seen him do it at every level. He's won multiple world titles. When Spencer pulling the trigger and generating offense on his feet, it's a terrifying prospect. I, I, I agree with you 100%. And you look down on the bottom half, you got a few people here. You got um, Ethan Lezak from Minnesota, former Parkland wrestler. He's on the bottom half. He won uh, against Drew Madden. So he's going to have Nick Piccinini on the bottom half in the blood round. So he's going to have to get through him. Um, and then you got Zeke Moisey from West Virginia, who's down on the bottom half, the 13th seed. He's going to have uh, Lamont from Utah Valley. He's going to have him to get into the All-American round. What do you think about those two matches yeah you know the round of 12 is a super interesting thing because if you're rest on friday night obviously people can say what they will about brackets and about catching calls and things but if you're rest on friday night at the ncaa tournament you're you're real deal good it's a matter of who shows up and who embraces the environment tonight yeah uh, you know i wrestled in that round three times and just being around different individuals that went through it I watched a lot of matches where a guy won, and as they walk off, and went, man, that was not the person I expected to win that match, but they were guys that embraced that environment, and I mean, hey, I'm sure people said that about me, too, so those guys that come in tonight, whether it's, you know, Nick Piccinini, a, a kid that's been there before, that's that's won a lot of matches before. Does he embrace it? Does he lock up because he's not in the round he wants to be tonight? Um, it's just a matter of what you make of it. What do you make of the stage tonight? That's yeah. really what what determines how it plays out. Moving up to 133 pounds, your top seed, Seth Gross. He's into the semifinals. He's going to have an interesting match with Tariq Wilson from NC State. He's unseated, came through and, and knocked off uh, quite a few big-time names, including Kate Brock. In the, in the quarterfinals, 13-5. That was a very interesting match. Seth Gross, I, I think, is the favorite here against Tariq Wilson. Uh, you look on the bottom half, and this one is a rematch of the Big Ten Finals, a rematch from uh, the Las Vegas Invitational Order this year, and that's Luke Pletcher. Luke Pletcher had a, a great match with Scotty Parker from Lehigh. Uh, this was a rematch of the 2014 State Finals in uh, at 120 pounds, which Pletcher won. Um, and now you have him going in against a guy who uh, he's lost to in recent weeks, and this is going to be a tough match against Stefan Michik. Yeah, so both sides of the... I think 33, quite frankly, is a pretty easy one to pick if you're looking at it on paper. So Gross on the top side. Tariq Wilson, I'm not going to say he's an outstanding... To he's had an outstanding tournament, but I really do think that kid's that good. Right. You know, it's not it's not a flash weekend. I think Tariq Wilson's that good. He's had, you know, he's got a win over Jack Mueller coming in into this weekend. That that kid is real deal good. He's just a matter of he's he, he's got it clicking three matches in a row and he's in the national semis. On the bottom side, Michic, Michic, however you say it, and Pletcher. I think Michic presents Luke with a lot of problems. Yeah. Because Luke where he makes his money is if he can get your head under his chest and run himself to a corner, he's probably the best kid in America at running to a corner. And when he gets there, he's going to elevate a foot, he's going to elevate a leg, and he converts things at almost 
a 100% clip. It's right. actually pretty amazing when you really look at it. But Mitchich, the way he attacks guys because he goes two-on-one and he pulls things off and he attacks outside so well, Mitchich never puts himself underneath of you if he's, you know, when he's on, when he's clicking and everything. So just stylistically, that's a really hard matchup, matchup for Luke. Yeah, right. And the way that Mitchich has wrestled again, sometimes guys just get hot at they the get right hot, time. Right, right. And I think that's Mitchich right now. And he looked, so I'm good. Yeah. He looked hot against DeSanto, a guy who he lost to 22-10 at the Vegas uh, Invitational. Now, clearly, that was a, a different time. But, man, he looked really good against a very tough Austin DeSanto. And you look at Austin DeSanto, he drops down and he's going to have to have uh, Delvecchio from Rutgers in order to get into that that blood round, uh, and Parker is going to have Scotty Parker is going to have Mitch McKee from Minnesota. That's a that's not an easy match to, to get in. No, and and none of the matches Friday night are. Again, it goes back to what I just said. If you're wrestling Friday night, you're good. You're you're real deal good. You are here for a reason, and that reason is that you've earned your way here. So. Delvecchio for DeSanto. I think that's a match that Austin will will handle pretty well because Delvecchio is going to want to be in the hand fight. Right, which is bad The news. way that Austin rotates his hands and gets himself to positions he wants is pretty unique, and it's a pretty special thing. It's what makes him good. Scotty and McKee, honestly, who knows? Because those two, McKee... He's one of those guys that you know at least once in a seven-minute match, there's going to be a sequence where you don't have a clue what just happened. What he's doing or what happened. And Scotty is a guy that wrestles so hard, and he's going to continue to wrestle through things, so he's not afraid to get into those. So that match, it could be 10 nothing one way or the other. It could be 15-14. It could be one nothing. That yeah, match, we can yeah. see a lot of different things, and I'm actually really interested, all by nervous, about that match tonight. I, I agree with you 100%. Let's move up to 141 pounds. Your top seed, Bryce Meredith, has advanced in with a fall in the quarterfinals. He's going to have Joey McKenna of Ohio State, who really handled Tyler Smith uh, from Bucknell, who's a, a Pennsylvania wrestler from Franklin Regional High School. And Smith, of course, had that big win against Kevin Jack from North Carolina State. But McKenna really came out and, and took it to Smith. Uh, I think McKenna and Meredith is, is a really good matchup here at 141 pounds on the top half. What, what do you feel about that? 41 is just, I mean, it's crazy. 41 is a wild weight, man. So you've got the four guys that are in the semis that are all four legitimate national title caliber guys, not guys that could, on a really good day, win a national title. They're all four guys that have had special careers, and not all of them are going to be done after this weekend. You know, Bryce is going to be done, and, and Kevin Jack Kevin Jack lost Thursday night in this weight. Yeah. This, it, that That's crazy. volumes about what, how deep this weight is. And so you've got Yanni, who's a freshman out of Cornell, and Cornell continues. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Used to just produce freshmen, national title caliber freshmen, at an outrageous clip. It's crazy. And he's wrestling Ironman, and Ironman's a guy that obviously owns the only win over Yanni all season long. And um, 
Ironman's a guy that if you relax, even for a split second, he's going to pitch you to your back, and going to if he doesn't pin you, he's going to he's going to get six out of it. Right, and that's, and then on the top side, Bryson McKenna is a really fascinating match because they're two completely different people on the wrestling mat. Joey is a very stay-at-home, very controlled. Um, honestly, wrestles a lot like a European in that he controls his position. He's great at driving guys out of bounds, and, you know, in a in a good way. You know, he gets into a position. He's always the guy driving somebody else out of bounds, and when he gets to a leg, he converts it. If he's going to get on top, he's just going to beat you up. And a seven nothing from Joey McKenna is as bad as a seventy five nothing from most people. Right, because Joey right. beats you up like that. And then Bryce is Bryce. He can generate offense from him pulling the trigger. If you get on him, it's going to be fun to watch and to wrestle through. So that's be, the way I'm easily the most excited. Yeah, for. I think I think you speak for picking, for I'm most people. Bryce and Yanni. Okay, that Yanni D had that huge win over Dean Heil, uh, two time returning national champ out of Okie State. That was that was a huge. Huge win for him, uh, and I thought he looked very composed and poised for being only a freshman. Um, and you look down in the wrestle background, Tyler Smith from Bucknell is going to have Nick Lee from Penn State. That's a 12 seed versus an 8 seed. Nick Lee uh, didn't necessarily have the tournament he wanted to, so he's going to have to really bring it against Tyler Smith, who I think is... We talked about this at the beginning of the year. You talked about with, with Warren Triz about Tyler Smith getting on the podium this year as a senior. This is something that he's been wanting for a long time. On that same t- uh, top half, you got Michael Carr from Illinois, who I think is has looked solid in the wrestlebacks. He's won two tight matches. He won 8-5 over Brent Moore from Virginia Tech and then got a, a 5-4 decision over Gill from Navy. So Michael Carr and, and uh, Tyler Smith are two Pennsylvania guys that I think could get into this, this round of eight. So, you know, this weight here, you got three guys that could very realistically get through. You've got Tyler Smith from Bucknell, who made the round of 12 last year, and in a kind of a similar manner to what Nick Lee has gotten himself into this year. Lost early, and he dug the whole way home. And Smith, you know, Smith, he's a guy that he wrestles so hard, and he's going to force you to wrestle every position, maybe to the extent that you don't want to. Right. That's why he's so good on the backside. He makes guys... I know it might sound extreme, but when you're on the backside and when you're in the round of 12, you get put into positions where you really have the thought go through your head, is my career going to be over? Is this going to be over, yeah. Right. So, and Smitty wrestles so hard, and he does the little things well, right? as well as anyone, so he forces that that internal conversation. Uh, Mikey Carr is he's just good. Yeah. And him and Perry... Very consistent. I, I think that's a really good matchup for Mikey. I think that's what Mikey ought to win. Kevin Jack and Brock Zacho. That's, that's a huge... It's going to be bonkers. Man, that's, that's probably one of my favorite quarter... Not quarterfinals, I'm sorry. Round of 12 matches tonight. The fact that one of those two guys has to go home without a medal really it's crazy. is a shame. Yeah. Because they're both more than deserving, but that's that's what makes being an All-American special is you have to find a way to make it happen. Every time. And you look, Nick Zanetta from Pitt, he knocked out Luke Karam from Lehigh, former Becca wrestler. He beat him in tiebreaker 3-2. And then Kevin Jack had to get by Zanetta 4-0. Zanetta gave him everything he could handle. So I agree with you. I think we have three good chances of, of you know, three Pennsylvania wrestlers getting on the podium here. Uh, Zachary obviously is going to have his hands full with Kevin Jack, but it's, it's definitely not a, a task that can't be done. Now let's move up to 149 pounds where the conversation is a little different because Zane's just doing Zane things. Zane's coming out, tech fall, 
footfall, tech fall. I mean, he just looks, you know, I got a chance to talk to him after the match, and he just looks focused. He says, you know, this is it. I'm relaxed. I'm having a good time. Um, You know, I may give up a a takedown, but it's all worth it because I'm coming back hard, and uh, I may give up a takedown, but I'm getting three or four out of it. So uh, Zane's just wrestling so well right now. Zane is a special kid, and that's an easy statement to make, but what really makes Zane a special kid is that when you watch him compete, he competes in a place mentally where he's at peace when he walks on the mat. Yeah, right. He let he competes freely and that it takes a special kind of kid to do that, and that's what made that is a big part of what's made his career what it is. When you have a guy like that that obviously has all the talent in the world and he works the right way and you know, he's got the he's got a mean streak a mile wide. There's nothing Zane would enjoy more than putting boots in, ripping your arm off, and beating you with a right, right, end. Right, 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 right. He's been a special kid because he competes freely, and he really genuinely just enjoys competing. Just enjoys competing. And this weekend, you can always see it. When he gets to NCAAs, he's a different kid because he has the opportunity to wrestle the best guys. And there are very few people that get to this level and get to this event, and they go, okay, I'm going to elevate because now this is fun. Most people tighten up, and they they don't want to make a mistake. Zane leans into it, and that's a big part of what makes him a guy that we're going to remember for, for a long time, for a long time. I agree with you. And he's he's coming in. He's going to have the fourth seed, Troy Heilman from uh, UNC, who got past Keyshawn Hayes uh, from Ohio State. He beat him 2-1 in tiebreaker. Rutherford is going to do what Rutherford does. But on the bottom half here, the 11 seed versus the 15 seed. How about Ronnie Perry, the kid from Solanco, who comes out of nowhere? I mean, to him, he's this is something that he's been dreaming of for a long time. But Ronnie Perry out of Lock Haven, man, Lock Haven's just they're wrestling tough this weekend. I got a chance to talk to head coach Scott Moore. He said, you know, the the hype is real. You got to believe in the rise of Lock Haven. Ronnie Perry comes out and he beats Brandon Sorensen 3-2 last night, but he comes back tonight and beats uh, a guy who at one time was a national champion and Jason Surchitz. He beats him 7-4. Talk about Ronnie Perry and what he's been able to do thus far. And He's an All-American. He's super happy about it. Ronnie Perry has been awesome. He was a guy that in my weight at 133 in my junior year beat AJ Shop right. at the EWL tournament and that was kind of the first sign of what Ronnie Perry could be of what he's grown in no, not what he could be what he now has what he become. now is right he's in the national semis and he's there because he's beaten a national finalist and a national champion right. he's not just in the national semis because maybe he won you know, maybe he stole a couple or this, that, or the other thing. He's beaten two guys that have been there, done that, yep, and he yep. straight up beat them. Straight up beat them. The, the Sorensen match, I thought it was pretty clear that Perry was the guy pulling the trigger and trying to find a way to score the whole time. And I don't mean that as a knock on Sorensen. He wrestled hard. But Perry was just kind of the guy that created genuine opportunities to score. And then this morning against Surtis, Ronnie, a guy, you know, wrestling a guy that's a two-time All-American, a two-time high All-American, and a national champion. And Ronnie went out and controlled the match. He controlled the pace, the positioning of it, and he wins 7-4. to So if he continues to wrestle like that... Is he in the national finals? On the surface, you might think that it's... He's a long shot, but from what he's done and the guys that he's beaten, the way that he's beaten them, he's not a long shot anymore. Right. 
Yeah, he's not. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think the way he's wrestling and momentum is key. And I asked him about this, and and he said, I have the hot hand right now. The momentum's in my favor. He says he feels great going there. Um, what do, what do you think the matchup is with the, the semifinals with Matt uh, Klodzik from Princeton? Wh- where do you see that match uh, going? That match is going to go based on. It's going to go. Whatever direction it goes, it's based on how well Kalodzic can move his right hand to Perry's left elbow because Kalodzic's a lefty high crotch and single guy. He's absolutely outstanding at what he does. If Perry can control the hand fight and pull the trigger on leg attacks and get through Kalodzic's hands before Matt has a chance to pass that elbow or post it or, you know, what have you, then Perry will be, then Ronnie will be wrestling right. tomorrow night in the national finals. That'd be crazy. I, I, if not, there are worse things in life. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Ronnie Perry in, in the yeah, semifinals. Yeah, that, that's going to be a fascinating matchup tonight because they're both guys. You got an 11 seed and an unseeded guy. So right, it's crazy. Throwing caution to the wind. Why? Why not go have a fun one tonight? Moving up to 157 pounds because Pennsylvania, we're guaranteed two at 149, but we do not have anyone in the wrestlebacks. So if you move up to 157 pounds, that's a different story because Pennsylvania has quite a few guys here that are looking to make some noise, and two, in fact, uh, of which are already guaranteed All-American honors. Hayden Hydley from North Carolina State. He's just been wrestling tough, and and you know he had a tough match. Tyler Berger's a, a tough wrestler, and uh, they wrestled earlier this year. And Hydley uh, did win this one, but Hydley had to, to dig deep to get this win. I think it was good for him. I think it was a good match for him. Um, and he's going to have Alec Pantaleo from Michigan, who's these two are going to. I mean, they're just so strong upper body. I mean, they're just they're so you're going to feel you're going to feel it when that guy comes in and, and rushes you. I mean, those two are just so physically strong, especially up top. Yeah, they're built very similarly, and Pantaleo is a guy that when he's on, man, he's all the freaking way on. So it's going to be a fun match. Hayden does such a phenomenal job for a guy of any age, let alone a redshirt freshman at age you know, 19, 20. He gets to his underhook, he gets to his tie-ups, and he dictates the pace at which a match is wrestled. And that's something that's very difficult to teach. And oftentimes, I'd probably say 98% of even college guys never really develop that skill. But Hayden, Hayden forces you to wrestle a match at the pace he wants. Right. And that's how he picks his spots. You saw it this morning in his quarterfinal. That's how he won that match is because he forces guys to wrestle in the realm that he wants. Tonight with Pantaleo, that's... That's a kid that, I mean, again, when he's on, he's phenomenal. He's a ton of fun to watch. I think Hayden wins that match strictly because he has a he does a great job of capitalizing when, some, when his opponent takes breaks. Even their small mental breaks, he gets to that hook and he runs through people. And he's so powerful yeah. and he's so explosive that... When Hayden pulls the trigger, he can take you off your feet, and the fight's over. Yeah, this this is one I'm really uh, looking forward to. Just two physically strong guys going at it. On the bottom half, you got Jason Nolf, who wrestled Michael Kemmer uh, in the quarterfinals, a match that many people thought probably should have been a finals match. Uh, at one time, these two were, or actually for majority of the year, these two were ranked number one and two in the nation. But of course, because of the Big Ten situation, Nolf comes in as a third seed, and Kemmer is a sixth seed. Nolf beats 
Tim 6-2 in a really good match. I thought he looked better than he did um, the, the night prior against Andrew Crone. But he's going to have Micah Jordan from Ohio State who just – I mean, he's looked, gr- he's looked great. He's got a 14-5 major, a fall in 310, and then another major, 17-5, to, to meet Jason Nolfin. If Jason Nolfin's going to lose, I could see this happening against Michael Jordan. I think this is really going to be a tough, a tall task for, for Jason Nolfin to wrestle a really hot Michael Jordan right now. Yeah, so both of these guys, obviously, they are who they are, and we know that Nolf is a defending champ, a two-time All-American, a two-time finalist. And Mickey Jordan is a guy that's made the run of 12 twice. He's a returning All-American. He, they're both extremely good, and that's been proven. The question here is, how well can Nolf move laterally yeah. on that knee? Because what Mickey's going to do is he's going to pull the trigger on that single leg rough a metric ton of times in about a seven-minute match. So he's going to force... Nolf to move laterally on that knee and that's something that we really at a high level haven't seen yet and we don't know how it's going to hold up again kind of back to the Soriano thing we hope that he's healthy just because you don't you want these kids to really truly be able to compete right at a high level right and you know if they're going to do this you you would hope that we see the best version of themselves but it's going to be a fun one and and Micah is a guy that's not going to be afraid of Nolf he's not He's not going to try to suck the life out of the match. He's going to go wide open. So it'll be a fun it's one It's going to be tonight. fun, right. On the bottom half in the, the wrestlebacks, you got two Franklin Regional wrestlers looking to get on to the podium. Uh, Michael Kemmer, this is crazy. You got a six seed versus a two seed. You got Michael Kemmer and Joey Lavalley from Missouri wrestling in the blood round, which is a, a high level matchup for, for that. <laughs> and then you got. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus jo- uh, josh shields from arizona state also a frank and regional wrestler uh going against van brill from rutgers this is i mean i really do expect Shields and Cameron be going at it uh, in the next round. I agree. I think that I think Mikey Kemmer has probably three or four times the number of offensive attacks that Lavalle has. So in a match like tonight, when you really need to go generate offense and you need to go find a way to create points, Mikey is a guy that I feel very confident in picking that. Shields is a winner. He's really good at that move where his arm gets raised. If you you know if you attack him, he's great at scoring there. He's got a really good shot himself. So I think Shields over Van Brill, I'd say it'll probably be a five, six, two-ish. But I think I think you're absolutely right. I think Shields and Kemmerer, you'll have a Franklin regional matchup tonight to see who continues to wrestle back to third and who wrestles for second. 
you go up to 165 pounds, and Imar has just looked really incredible. Um, and he really took it to Chance Marsteller. I, you know, this was a match that I know a lot of our fans were, were excited to see, but Imar just did Imar things um, and just completely just he dominated Chance, and that doesn't that doesn't happen very often. You don't see that happen. You see, you know, Chance maybe not uh, being in the best of positions, but you don't see him get dominated like he uh, like he did against Imar. That was that was one heck of a match. Imar's a guy that's going to end up, assuming he wins tonight, which he should. He's made three national finals in three years. Yeah. He's won two national titles. He's got two career losses. Chance is obviously amazing. He's had an incredible career front to back, but I don't think that people right now, that fans of the sport, appreciate Isaiah Martinez for all that he is and all that he's done. He's had an absolutely astronomically successful career. That match this morning, that's not a knock-on chance. I just think that speaks that's volumes how about where Imar is. Agree. And he's going to have Alex Marinelli from Iowa. Uh, that's going to be a slugfest, I think. Uh, you look on the bottom half, though, and Vincenzo Joseph, man. And Isaiah White, and this was a match that a lot of people, I don't know if they took White for granted, but Isaiah White had two wins over Vincenzo when they were in high school. He beat him in, in Fargo, and he beat him up in Fargo. And then he wrestled him in the Ironman finals. Um, I believe it was Vincenzo's uh, senior year, and he lost him in overtime. And he said in the, the interview afterwards, he said, in high school, he kept on getting to my legs, kept on getting to my legs. He said this time I was the one getting to his legs. I was, I was, you know, fending off his attacks and scoring off of his shots. And uh, he, you know, he had a tough one, but I think that was good for him. And, and he's, he seemed very uh, composed and he felt like his performance against Isaiah White in the quarterfinals was, was fine. And I, I agree with that. I think he, uh, I think this one with, with McFadden, McFadden is going to be, this is a two versus three. This is going to be a, a heck of a match. I totally agree with just about everything you said. I think Chenzo has wrestled outstanding so far. Isaiah White is a guy that's very, very good. This weight at 165 probably is the deepest weight in America right now. When you got a guy, when you have a match of Isaiah White and Richie Lewis wrestling Thursday night. Yeah. That's absurd. That's a good, yeah. And the, and the crazy part is, it's not like the six; those two guys being the six and eleven, they weren't poor. They weren't poorly seated. No, right. They were genuinely the sixth, sixth and eleventh best guys in the weight. So, I think Chesler's been wrestling great. Him and McFadden tonight will be a lot of fun. McFadden is a guy that r- flies way under the radar for returning All American. He's undefeated right, this right, year. Right. I do think Chenzo wins because I think Chenzo is going to do Chenzo things and find a way to win a match that really matters but that's going to be that's going to be a brawl and neither one of these guys will shy away from any given position or a scramble so there should be some fireworks and that, that's been Chenzo's kind of mo is finding a way to win in these big matches you look on the in the wrestlebacks and chance marsteller is going to have his hands full with richie lewis from rutgers uh for a chance to get into the the top eight richie lewis the sixth seed marsteller the ninth seed these two, I think that's going to be a really kind of uh, tactical match between these two. 
Yeah, they're pretty similar. Neither yeah. neither guy necessarily lights up the scoreboard. They're both good freestyle wrestlers, too. Right. They're both probably better freestylers yeah, than I they are folkstyle guys because they don't necessarily make their money on top. It's not like a guy, you know, not a guy like Zane where he gets on top, puts boots in, and just goes to work. Richie and Chance are both guys that they make their money on their feet. Their style is fundamentally based in freestyle wrestling. So it'll be a really interesting one. The guy that's going to win that match, I would probably say, is going to need at least two, probably three takedowns to win that bout because they're going to be pulling the trigger. And as they said in the Waterboy last match of the year, can't hold anything back now. Can't hold anything back now, Coach. Let's move up to 174 pounds, and Zahid Valencia is just really uh, showing America how how good he is. He's going to have Miles Amin of Michigan, who who defeated Jordan Cutler from Lehigh 3-2 in the top half. Now, there's no Pennsylvania wrestlers in 174 pounds, so, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it's still a really good weight class. You got Danny Lewis from Missouri, uh, the Mizzou wrestler here. He came in uh, with a 3-1 decision over Bo Jordan. That, that was uh, a huge match, and despite the seeding there, I think a lot of people had Bo Jordan you know, in the, the semifinals against Mark Hall uh, for a uh, you know, national championship rematch. Uh, but that doesn't happen because uh, Daniel Lewis, he, he defeats him 3-1. Of course, Mark Hall uh, really looks was poised as well. But, man, this is another sneaky deep weight class with the 174. Yeah, so the, the semis at this weight, I think the top half, Sahid is just a completely different creature than everybody else at this weight. I, I think Sahid and Mark Hall are both cut from a different fabric than everybody else at this weight and they can physically do things the level to which they can elevate when they really decide to compete they're special guys and the fact that they're the same weight the same age it's a pretty special thing that we're treated to as college wrestling fans so up top Amin is outstanding yeah you know he broke my heart beat my former teammate this morning but Amin's outstanding I just don't think he can hold a candle to Zahid if Zahid really shows up. On the bottom, Daniel Lewis, again, he's outstanding. He's undefeated. And he's a guy that I think his entire career has kind of gone unnoticed and underappreciated for how good he has been. I, Last I year, he had Chenzo dead to rights in yep. the quarters. Yep. And Chenzo found a way to win, which obviously all the credit in the world to Chenzo. But it's be, it also speaks volumes about Daniel Lewis and about how good he is. He's such a bear on top. He's a guy that can shorten a match, and because of that, he can beat just about anybody. We saw that with Bo Jordan this morning. I think Hall wins that, but I think that match is going to be end-to-end, line-to-line, whistle-to-whistle, way more fun and much more competitive than the powers that be would have us believe. I I agree with you 100%. I think that's going to be a fun match, a little bit under the radar. You look at your your buddy Jordan Cutler, he's the fourth seed. He's going to have to beat uh, Lottie from Purdue in order to get into the top eight. Um, You know, how do you think he bounces back from that? Mentally and everything, I don't have a worry in the world about Jordan Cutler. He's one of the toughest kids. He's one of the most well-rounded, grounded kids I've ever been around. But we all saw what happened yesterday morning. We all saw what happened with his knee, and we all saw the fact that since that match, his knee has been cast, his entire leg has been casted in tape. So the question becomes, how bad is it? Yeah, right. And And everybody asks, is he hurt? Is is this, that, or the other thing? Is he hurt? 
And you know what? This weekend, you don't you don't have a choice. No, nope. you can't be. You can be hurt on Sunday. Yeah, and, and it sucks because it, it really is a shame that some guys every year that are that are real deal good that are good enough to win the thing that they lose an opportunity because the knee breaks or an ankle gets twisted the wrong way or this that or the other thing. But the question tonight to me is much more about can Jordan Cutler generate offense off of that knee than it is about how he bounces back. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not so much mental. It's more physical. Let's move up to 184 pounds, and you have your top seed, Bo Nickel, returning national champion. He had a tight one with uh, with a guy, uh, brother of the wrestler he beat in the finals last year, Max Dean from Cornell. He had a, a sneaky good match with him, beating him 13-7. But really, the, the story here for uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Pete Renda goes down to Abinator in a marathon match and tiebreaker two. Uh, 11-9, kind of a, a back-and-forth match between these two. And Renda uh, at one time was third in the nation a few years back. But really, the, the story for P.A. Zavatsky from uh, Virginia Tech, former Greater Latrobe wrestler, he's wrestling Ryan Price from Lehigh, and that was a heck of a match. That scramble in that last sequence was was amazing. I mean, I, that was one of the most entertaining scrambles uh, of the tournament, for me at least. I mean, that was, that was just a great scramble for both wrestlers there. Yeah, and you know, the match that they had at the Journeyman Tussle in the fall was extremely similar. It was yeah. a match that went to sudden victory where Bryce won a sequence, got a lift in return, bang, two for the win. This this morning was honestly the exact same kind of match. Yeah. It just so happened that Zabatsky won that scramble. He won that and scramble. And Zach Zabatsky is a guy that we talk all the time in our sport about March is what matters, and it's the truth because you have to get it done in March. But Zavatsky's a great example of a guy. Now he's an All-American. And, and how people view him will change drastically because of that. But he's had an amazing career to this point, even without the All-American. But people haven't appreciated him in, how, for how good he's been and for what he's done because he hasn't gotten through. So this morning, I think, was a lot of validation for Zach Zavatsky. I think it was almost an identical match to what we saw in the fall. And either guy winning that was never going to be a surprise because they're both you know what they're both just flat out good they, they, they are they're just both flat out good and, and we and, saw that in that scramble how right. good they both are right and up top Pete Renda and Abinator I'll reserve comment because we have a limited amount of time on this podcast but I, what I will say is the control of that bout was completely lost and it was really a shame the way that things played out, not as a Pennsylvania guy and not just because I know Pete. There was, it was complete pandemonium for probably, what, 10, 10 plus minutes on that bout? No, nobody no knew, one what really knew what was going on. on. No one knew what was going on. And that just can't happen. Yeah. That no, can't I, happen, Not at this period. level. Not at this level. And that let alone that can't happen in the NCAA quarterfinals. Right. No, I, I, I agree with you. And, and Zach Zavatsky on the bottom half, he's going to have Miles Martin uh, from Ohio State, who he has a win over in his career. So I think Zavatsky, I, I saw him afterwards and I talked to him, and he looked like a weight was lifted off his shoulder because he finally got that All-American honors that he's 
been trying for for the last how many years. Um, and I think he's going to wrestle. I think he's going to open up more. He was a little tight, um, maybe a little bit reserved in his earlier matches. But um, I think Miles Martin, now that he's secured a, a top eight finish, I think Miles Martin and, and Zach Zabatsy is going to be a good match between these two. What do you, what do you think on the bottom half? I think that Zach is in a great place for more than one reason. So he's got the monkey off his back, so to speak. He's an All-American, and nobody will ever be able to take that away from him. And that, you grow up knowing that that's the goal. Yeah, right. Or I should say the secondary goal, because he always won the title, right? right? right. But, so he knows that his name's on the wall forever. Right. That is lifted. The other thing is that when you wrestle in a round like the National Semis or the round of 12, when you wrestle on Friday night, uncertainty is a really big part of a lot of these matchups where I don't know this guy and it's the biggest match I've ever wrestled literally in my career. And I don't have a clue how to wrestle this guy. Yep. Zach is wrestling a guy that he's going to be the underdog against on, on paper, but he knows how to beat him and yeah. he knows... He knows that that guy ties the, his shoes the same way that he does. Yep. So I think he's in a great spot. I think Zach has a very good chance to be wrestling on the stage on Saturday night. Well, we got two wrestlers in the wrestlebacks that are looking to get in the top eight. Pete Renda, as we mentioned, he's going to have Benz from Nebraska, uh, who, who had a, a pretty uncharacteristic loss to Chip Ness from UNC, uh, but Pete Renda is going to have to bounce back hard to get back onto the podium. And then Ryan Presh is going to have Emery Parker from Illinois who also has a loss to Chip Ness in this tournament. Um, Presh is, is a guy I think is poised to get on the podium. Um, Renda, I think that he's, that loss to Abner is going to take a little bit of out of him. I, I think. I think that Pete Renda falls into a hard spot because like, because Taylor Venz is just very, very good. Yeah. Now, that's not to take anything away from Emory Parker. Emory Parker is a little bit of a hot cold. He's great athletically. He has a lot of great things. What I do think, though, is Bryce's position and his horsepower is going to make what Emory Parker wants to do very difficult because... Bryce is the kind of kid that you can square up and try to blow through him, and he'll happily catch you with his hands, and he's so powerful that he can just pull you up and, and completely change the position. So, I think that Bryce wins tonight. I think both of those guys win tonight. I think they both win tonight. But I think Bryce's will be a little bit more controlled. Um, and then on the top side, obviously, I, Zavatsky and Mark will be fun. But I think uh, Pete Renda and and Ryan Price both well, I, get through I tonight, hope. and they're both gets it deserved to. They've, they've had fun careers thus far, so hopefully they do. I hope so. And uh, let's move up to 197 pounds. This has to be the most wild, the, the wildest result of the day. Has to be 197 pounds. You have a guy go through go through all of his results. Look, look, you have a guy who is in the pigtail round, <laughs> the pigtail round. That's the Pat Santoro path. Kyle Cannell from Kent State, 28 and 10 on the year. He he comes out here um, and, and sort of has a, an interesting route uh, route to the the, the semifinals. He he wins 3-2, then he upsets Preston Weigel from Okie State 5 nothing. Then beats Nate Rodert from uh, South Dakota State, 8-2. But then the biggest match of the day, unseeded, Connell takes out the top seed. Colin Moore from Ohio State pins him. 
that was an amazing sequence of events that happened for for him uh, from Kent State. He's a guy who stepped away from wrestling, came back, and um, man, what what a story here! I mean, that whoever whoever's covering Kent State's got a, a nice story on him. What a human Kyle O'Connell is! What a journey he has had. It's been really fun to watch what he's done this weekend because to anybody that knows his story, and we're not we're not going to dive into everything, but to anybody that knows that kid's story, where he is right now, the stage that he is on, there is absolutely nobody that deserves it more. And you know what? If you've got a heart that's beating, you got a soul that breathes. You're a guy that's rooting for Kyle Connell right now. Unless, unless you're Machiavelli, if you're a North Carolina State fan, obviously you get exemption from that. Right, right, right. But everybody else. Kyle O'Connell is the Cinderella story. And Ronnie Perry's had an incredible run. He's the other Cinderella story. But what Kyle O'Connell has done and where he's... What he's come from in the last year, it's a special journey. And every year, this tournament, this event, it provides a certain type of magic. It It really does. It creates a hero. Right. Every year, we go into it knowing that somebody, somebody will be immortalized. Bryce Meredith did it two years ago. He beats Joey McKenna in the national semis, and he stands up and he raises his arms as if to say, will you remember me now? Right, yep. I, I was... Kyle O'Connell shoots a double, comes up into a body lock this morning, and runs Colin Moore over. The number one seed, the guy that was the highest returning All-American, the guy that everybody, in spite of his Jacqueline Hyde complex, that everybody knew if he was on, they probably would have picked. And he just didn't care. He just no, he didn't. didn't care enough. And he runs that kid over. And the electricity, the atmosphere in yeah. the arena, the waiting levels. for the fall to be called was such a special thing. And it's something that if you've never been to this event, you have to come. You have to feel it. But Yeah, he's going to have a tough one with Machiavelli. It, 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 it was a special moment. And the way he's wrestling right now, Machiavelli looks absolutely outstanding. He wrestled a great match against Shakur Rashid. The NC State corner, the hashtag pack mentality group. They got they got a big one this morning in the four or five matchup. So the the Machiavello Connell matchup in the semis, it's gonna be it'll be interesting stylistically too because they're both very they're both short, stocky, and outrageously powerful humans. Yeah, right. For one ninety seven. You look on the bottom having Jared Hout from Virginia Tech. He uh, is there, and you have Ben Darmstadt from Cornell who. Had a tough match with Chris Weiler from Lehigh, a guy who I think has has really opened some people's eyes here, a guy that was in and out of the lineup a little bit this year and, uh, you know, had some positional battles there. Um, And and I think he's really shown what he's capable of doing uh, with the way he's wrestling. And he was in that match with Darmstadt. He was was very close to, to pulling that off. Well, and if you go back to two weeks ago, the EIWA tournament, Weiler was winning the match against Darmstadt in the semi six to three with, I want to say about a minute to wrestle, and Darmstadt to his credit, part of what makes him the number two seed and a guy that's wrestling in the NCAA semifinals as a freshman, he gets a reversal and he gets he gets a turn for a full set of four near fall and he wins that bout. But Weiler is a guy that, quite frankly, in any not any other program, but most other programs would be the starting one eighty four. But he, but you've got the the bear that is Ryan Price at 184 so him and Jacobson were left to solve the 197 situation and in a similar manner to which Penn State handled Kassar, McCutcheon and Rashid they let the kids figure it out and at the end of the day 
Weiler was the guy that kind of that ended up as the spot. I I don't know what happened. I have no idea what the conversation was. And truth be told, even if I did know, probably wouldn't tell you guys. Well, but I, I hope he I hope he bounces back. But I, I think I, Weiler's in a good spot because for a 97 pounder, he's so good on top, and he's just phenomenal with the way he scrambles. And he drops into a really good place. He drops into Holschlag from Holschlag, Holschlag from you and I. It's a and winnable thing, match. That's a winnable match. Oh, that's an extremely winnable match. And what I love about Chris Weiler is if you wrestled the first time, man, that kid's got hips. Little Shakira action. Hips don't lie. Uh, that, and, don't, and, and let's he, not throw out Shakira. And, let's let's, let's easy it, up on those <laughs> references, please. Well... We're, we're, at a, we're at a Friday evening. We can talk about Shakira a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. I guess that's fine. So, but Weiler does such a great job with attacking with his hips in positions that otherwise you wouldn't expect him to. All right. And until you felt it the first time, you don't really know, and that's why I feel good about tonight. Moving up to 285 pounds, your top seed, Kyle Snyder. Uh, he, had a, he had a good match there with Derek White from Okie State. He beats him 6-3. And of Cowboy course, bulk job. And of course uh, your buddy, Jacob Casper from Duke, who uh, always is very stylish, he comes away with a 7-2 victory, so he's going to have Kyle Snyder. And, and really, I think that's a, an interesting matchup. I mean, I know Snyder's obviously the clear favorite, but Casper's, I mean, he's he, he, he brings it, right? All right, so we got Casper the Friendly Ghost and Captain America rest of the night. Right, yeah, that's really what it is. It's it's great. I don't think there's any question as to who wins that match, short of if Casper can get himself into an over-under position and step into a Polish, he's good enough in that position that if he gets it, he could pin him. Having said that, Kyle Snyder is also one of the most freakazoid strong humans I've ever seen. You know, can deadlift five, 600 pounds. So he's basically a human cheat code. Yeah, sure. I, I do think Snyder wins that bout. I think that I think Casper will make it interesting because Casper he's he's not gonna shy away. He's gonna step in. He's gonna try to go inside hook, probably with his right foot. But he, he's pretty good at it both ways. And he's gonna try to genuinely make things happen. Casper won't try to sneak one. He'll try to go out and win the match. And then on the bottom side, you have Sir Gregor Clegane, the Mountain, aka Adam Coon from Michigan. Rocking and rolling onto the semifinals. He's the only human being that's beaten Adam or that's beaten Kyle Snyder at heavyweight. He takes on Amar Desi, the Canadian. Yeah, the Canadian. From Oregon State. The Canadian wrestling out in Oregon State, so wild life that that human has had. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun one, but Coon is he's just so big. He's, he's so big. And, 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 and I don't want it to sound wrong. Because he doesn't win because he's that big. He wins because he's absolutely a phenomenal wrestler. Agreed. But the fact that he is huge, 285, 290 pounds, and can move and can do the things that he does, it's an added element. You know, Agreed. it's Shrek talked about it. Yeah. It's layers. It's, it's like an layer. onion. They have layers. Let's let's go down to the the wrestlebacks, and this was an unfortunate situation for me personally because. You had so many Pennsylvania wrestlers knocking each other out. You had Ryan Solomon and Thomas Haynes wrestling. Haynes won that 10-6. 
You had Jordan Wood wrestling Thomas Haynes. Uh, that was actually a, a state finals rematch from many, many moons ago, which Jordan Wood wins 3-1. So you had Pennsylvania wrestlers knocking each other out, unfortunately. Um, and I, I really do hope that Jordan Wood's able to uh, bring it out and, and bring it through and, and come back with uh, some hardware back to Lehigh. Would love if Jordan Wood comes back with some hardware. Great kid, incredibly talented kid, and incredibly talented kid. Plays the guitar better than most people I know. So that's that's a fun fact for you. Fun fact. Hashtag fun facts with Mason. Um, Woods wrestled great, and his loss yesterday against Butler, hard pill to swallow for the Lehigh staff because he out wrestles Butler and he gets beat in a position where it's not because the other guy was a better wrestler and Butler. It's not like Butler stole one, but they got into a 50-50 spot, and he was just 40 pounds lighter than the other Right, guy. right, right, which happens at heavyweight. Right, you know, which, which can be a hard pill to swallow for obvious reasons. So I think Jordan Wood's in a good place. I think he's got Zach Ray as his workout partner. He's got Brad Dillon, who you want to talk about somebody that produces upper weights at a higher clip than anyone. Brad Dillon gets guys there, so... I'm the, big guy, to it. the big guys have a really good record at Lehigh in the last decade of wins and losses in the round of 12, and I think Jordan Wood keeps that rolling tonight. I think Chris Weiler and Jordan Wood keep that rolling tonight. Well, I, I, hope, I hope you're right for PA Power's sake. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun ride uh, here tonight. I, I let's hope, go. Yeah, Mason's excited. I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah, Mason, let, let's... I hope we get it. We got nine guaranteed All-Americans. We yes, need sir. to we need to get that higher up there. We need some guys to come through in the blood round. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Mason. It's been it's been great covering it with you so far. Stay out of trouble, okay? Yeah, I tell you what. Tonight tonight's a special night because, and I posted something about it on on you know Instagram and Twitter this morning. But today is a day. Tonight is the round. They're already. As far as guys in the semi, so there are four at each weight. There are 40 guys that are already guaranteed All-Americans. So 40 guys are already living, literally living a dream. There are going to be 40 more tonight that take the mat. And in a span of seven minutes, I'll never forget the first time I was in the round of 12. The thought in my head was seven minutes to make a dream come true. Right. Yeah. That you is have good. guys, you have kids. that, And that's the other thing that I hope fans really understand is that these are kids and that's what makes this event so much fun is that you have young kids that begin to find themselves and they rise to the occasion in ways that without this sport they wouldn't have and that's what makes our sport special is you find who you are and you make the absolute most of who you are tonight's a special thing people dreams become reality and what these guys do tonight and those 10 that win national titles tomorrow, but all 80 that are All-Americans, nobody will ever be able to take that away from you. And that is an incredibly special thing. So good luck to all of the Pennsylvania guys tonight. Good luck to everybody, but especially the Pennsylvania guys. Because what happens tonight, it doesn't change who you are. And the sun, the sun's coming up tomorrow morning, whether you want it to or not, as someone who's been on both sides of it. But it'll change your career. Yeah. And, and it will absolutely, it'll make everything worth it. Well, I, I can't wait to see it. And I'm hoping for some PA power to come through on Friday night from the queue. 
Thanks for tuning in to the PA Power Podcast College Edition with Mason Beckman and special guest Jeff Upson. Uh, you know, I think I'm a little bit better than Tristan Warner. I got more hair than him. He may be a little bit stronger and better uh, than me on the mat, but, um, you know, I, I think I did a pretty good job for him filling in. So thanks for tuning in. As always, check out PAPowerWrestling.com for all your wrestling needs. Follow us on Twitter at PAPowerWrestle. Until next time, stay classy, Pennsylvania wrestling fans. Woo!